Yo, 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 what up? It's your man, Jay Johnson. And Dame Gone Wild, back for another week of uh, Shop, Shop Talk, Talk Podcast. Podcast. We tried to say it together. It I know. It, I almost, it almost was in unison. I know, dog. Like we had our <laughs> shit together for a hot second. Uh, reform ratchetness at its finest? Yeah, yeah. I that like should be that. like our new tagline. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Episode number 11. Uh, we in the du- we passed we in the double digits now. We we are moving forward every week is and it's getting better. AKA we not going nowhere. Nah nah. So um, this go this this was a long time coming, and like it's probably gonna stick around for a long ass time yeah. too. Somebody's gonna have to buy us out. Yeah, this episode was a long time coming. Man, we recording this on we usually <laughs> record on Fridays. We recording this on Saturday. Yeah, and um, a lot of shit didn't go. On. I mean. That's the tagline just, just, that we just, say every week. But this week is like, yo, white folks is fooling this week. Hey man, it's been a, <laughs> it's been a real interesting week, and I'm gonna share with you guys something that happened to me uh, yesterday morning, and I know something happened to you. Yeah, I had a I had a racist encounter yesterday afternoon. I, so, had, a, I had a very strange encounter yesterday morning, and I think those two <laughs> things will set off this episode. Perfectly well. That's fine. I'm a, Let's just go in chronological order. Since your shit started in the morning, let you go first. All right. So, I work at a financial institution. I got off in the morning. I work midnight. Yeah. I get off in the Worst mor- shift ever. It's the, the best shift ever, really, though. She don't have kids, I guess. But, um, so, I had to go to Chase. I had to go to ATM machine. So, I went to the one, I pulled some money out, I needed some more. And something was going on with the ATM machine, there was too many people online. I didn't want to be an inconvenient, so I said, hey, I'm gonna go in. So as I'm walking in, uh, two two black ladies, two young ladies are walking in. I get to the door first, but I hold the door open for them, and they go in, and they walk over to the ATM machine. I thought you didn't hold doors. I hold the door, I don't got no problem. Okay, but you don't pump gas. Hey, that's, that's <laughs> we, we stay on. We on stay on. Yeah, yeah, all right, stay. all right, all right. So you held the door. They they so rolled in. They went to the ATM machine. So I gave them a little bit of space because you can't really be up on nobody. Yeah. So yeah. I'm standing back. Now, granted, I do have on my attire from another financial institution. Name badge. Oh nine. I don't. T- I don't wear my name badge anywhere in public for my job because I don't want people to talk to me and think they can ask me. It shit. was early. I I hadn't been to sleep yet. I'm just out shooting moves, you know. All right. So, as I as I'm standing there, I got my hands behind my back, you know, just chill, chill mode. Oh, white guy walks in. When I say oh, white guy, he got to be like 75, 80 years old. Oh, okay. He good walks segregation in. age. Yeah. <laughs> so he walks in and. I, I see him look at me, like look me up and down. And he kind of like, he stopped where he was doing. He looked at me and he looked at me up and down. And he said, uh, are you, are you security? <laughs> so first thing I thought was like, well, damn, I do have on a financial institution shirt and a badge. My hands are behind my back. And I am like watching two people at the ATM machine. I'm like, he probably want to know if, like where the line at? You yeah, know what I'm saying like, yeah. hey, are you secure? Like, no, I don't, I don't work here. Oh, okay. So he looks at me in my eye and say, "Are you voting?" <laughs> <laughs> I can already see where this shit is going. And I'm like, and it caught me by no, I'm not voting. Did but you? but it caught me off my guard. I was like, yeah. He's like, who you voting for? That's and, private, and, motherfucker. And instantly, I'm thinking like, motherfucker, you don't know me. <laughs> 
Like, why you? I said undecided. He says, well, and he put emphasis on this word. Well, that one you called president for the last eight years, that Muslim, uh, he hasn't done nothing for the eight years. He made my my life a living hell. And and, and don't vote for that Hillary. She's not going to do nothing for you. Donald Trump, he's going to help you. You know he hears. To, you know he here tomorrow, right? <laughs> and like I'm, I'm literally just, I'm at a standstill. I'm thinking like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Like what the fuck is going on here, right? So I, I, a part of me was like, man, just let this old man go about his business. And then the second part of me, I just start adding things up. Like he did look at me up and down, which I thought was. Because I had on a, sh- a badge, like no, he looked at me up and down, and then asked if I was the help. Basically, yeah. Do you work here? Are you security? And then I was just flabbergasted. I was like, no, he ain't gonna help me at all. Well, you know, he's gonna be down. He's, he got a rally down here tomorrow. I said, I'm probably not gonna make it. <laughs> and then he went about his business or whatever. Uh, and I went to the ATM machine. And then I ended up having to go in the line. And he out there. He he's talking to everybody. Uh, he's Spread, spreading later. the rhetoric of I, hate. I, I've been a I've been a member at this bank for fifty one years and all the extra stuff. So he leaves before I Bro, do. Bro, I hope you die. He leaves before I do and shit. And I walk out and he's talking to an old white man, another old <laughs> white man. And I walk past him. Like, I wonder what these and they laughing though. They like <laughs> about their old clan rally days and shit, like, probably. Like this whole sense of you can walk around this motherfucker take a look at me, size me up, look me up and down, proceed to ask me who I'm voting for and then tell me the person that he, cause he said, when he said you, he put so much emphasis on that. The one you call a president, that Muslim, <laughs> like he might as well so say, he you might as well say that the fuck nigga. You call him? Man. I'm like, no, get the fuck. Out. Like it's a sense of, uh, arrogance, arrogance, it was just a full sense of arrogance safety. And, and that's going, that's going, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about this week. Okay. So your racist incident wasn't nearly as bad as my shit. Okay. First of all, yesterday, no, what, what was it? Today is Saturday, Thursday. I probably had the worst day of my life ever. I was involved in the hit and run accident. Who, who hit and who run? I hit the person and I ran. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going front hey, about time this out, shit. Time out, time out. <laughs> I was just being an asshole at accident. I didn't think you. <laughs> I hit the person and I ran. Okay. Shout out to that lady that I hit because I literally put her trunk in the back seat. There's absolutely no way this car wasn't totaled. She was driving like an Ultima. I drive a big ass expedition. Oh shit! <laughs> I hope she don't listen. Her her granddaughter listen. Her, I, her I mean, I mean, I was wrong, but look. I don't have no insurance. My license is suspended, and I possibly have a warrant out for my arrest. He was going to, he was going to I was going to jail that morning. Definitely. So I said, not today. And I made the executive decision to run. So, I mean, judge me not, whatever. So later on that day. You know, finish your story. Because <laughs> I got questions, but finish your story. So later on that day, I, I decided to go to work because I was running late anyway. And, you know, my hit and run accident didn't really help. So I just took a leisurely stroll into work, but I just had to kind of get up, get up off the scene. So 
I go to work, you know, work half my day, and I, like any nigga, after two two hours, I need a lunch break. So <laughs> I took my lunch break like I normally do, even though I was almost two hours late to work. I still took my lunch break at the same time. So I'm riding to my lunch break, and I guess because of the accident a little bit, my car was sputtering a little bit. So mm. I hit the gas, and that bitch wasn't just, car you know. Got a cold. Yeah, she, she, was, she was coughing a little bit, wasn't moving like I wanted her to. Now, this is motherfucker behind me in a red Aztec, which is a stupid-ass vehicle to begin with. That shit looks like a dinosaur head or something. This motherfucker behind me in an Aztec, and he's blowing the horn. Like, I'm hitting the gas as fast as I can, but the bitch is not moving. Mm. This nigga is just leaning on the horn. Mm. Finally, you know, whatever mechanical trick happens, and now I'm actually moving. I hit the gas, and she moving like she's supposed to. This motherfucker pulls up on the side of me. No, 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 no. <laughs> this nigga pull. Now I got my windows down anyway, cause it's a nice day. You know, no need to bump the AC. This motherfucker pulls up on the side of me, rolls his window down. He said, "Buddy, you're a real fucking piece of work. You're a piece of work." So I proceed to get this nigga the finger, cause you don't know me, I don't know you. And when I give him the finger, he's like, fuck you, nigger. Oh, fuck you. Shit. So I drive a little bit faster because he think he going to peel off on me in your Aztec. So I drive a little bit faster because now my truck is picking up speed like it's supposed to. So now we at the next light. I told him, why don't you pull over with all that fuck you nigger shit? Why, why don't you? I'll let you get in front of me and we can pull over and it, it, we can pull over where you make the Michigan you at since you want to talk tough. Now he's rolling his window up and skirts through the red light. So I wasn't going to chase him through the red because I figured I'd already been through enough yeah, malarkey caught, for the day. Carmen would have caught up. Yeah, yeah. And I work out in Canton and them white boys don't do shit but run plates all day. So I probably would have went to jail for the fourth time this year. Mm. So I said, you know what? You win, buddy. But let me see you walking through Canton and because I'm like 6'2", 250. Like, I'm not no little dude. Like, I'm a heavyweight. Get out the car talking that shit, and let's see if you can throw them hands. Because I've been fighting for about 25 years. But you got to think about this. It's 2016. Well, oh, I got my pistol on me. I would have like, shot his ass. Like, niggas ain't really throwing hands. No, no. Nah, nah, Unfortunately, got, or fortunately, I don't know which I one mean, it is. I mean, warrant, dirty license, all that shit. I got my pistol on me. And you please believe I would have shot his ass. In my story, unfortunately, while I was in the bank, I definitely did have my pistol on me. I wasn't supposed to, and it didn't. It wasn't the plan. But, but you could have just pushed that old man over. Yeah, but but then when I went actually went in the bank, I felt like everybody was looking at me. I like what happens? Like accident? Like <laughs> this nigga trying to rob the bank? I'm so like, the I'm bank thinking, don't have no don't have no metal detectors? No, technically it don't. Even, it's not even a sign out there to say no guns. So because see my bank, because I I do everything in Detroit. But my bank got one of the metal detectors that you got to walk through, let the door close, walk through the metal detector, and then the next door opens for you to actually walk into the bank. Man, that, other than me going to work, I don't really go in the banks. Like, that shit is childish. I mean, I still like the feel of money touching my hands from time to time. I get that from the ATM machine. I mean, Unfortunately, I, these motherfuckers, I went to two different chase because the one on 696, them niggas just decide... When I get there to do maintenance and shut all that shit down, stupid. Yeah, but this white arrogance, he felt very comfortable calling you a nigga. Yeah, he did. And this, he had a mullet too. This, oh, and a cut off shirt. 
<laughs> this nigga was Joe Dirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it didn't seem like he was around. He he actually looked like Hulk Hogan with a mullet. I'm not even going front. So let me let me let me guess. I'll just go ahead and guess on what side or what stance those two people are taking in this whole Colin Kaepernick situation. <laughs> Humor me. I mean, if they 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 clearly got to think that so let's just get into this whole Colin Kaepernick thing. The gentleman, the brother, decides to sit for the third time. During the national anthem. During the national anthem. Like the first two weeks, they didn't notice. I mean, it's, it's probably preseason with nobody really giving a fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's preseason now. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, not as much attention. Like, football is a big fucking deal in this country, but, like, preseason football is typically those first two games are just a bunch of niggas that probably ain't going to make the team. You know, your homeboy that played in college, and this is one last shot at the NFL. It's a bunch of them. Them third and fourth preseason games, that's when you start seeing what your team is going to look like. And that's probably a little – because the first two, he probably wouldn't even dress it. He didn't dress. Yeah, so he just sitting around chilling. Might have just been coming out the locker room. So it doesn't call, cause quite as much attention. But that last week when – So him dressing like the other 93 people caused attention by, by uh, him sitting down or him – in regular clothes with everybody else dressed in the exact same thing and they standing up and him sitting down, they ain't cause no attention. Nah, not till he had that jersey on and people start giving a fuck about them preseason games. Yo, I don't fault him one fucking bit for sitting down during the national anthem. Not not one bit. I think we talked about this shit the other week, how like when I go to sporting events like previously, I haven't stood for the national anthem in years. Yeah, I'm not standing. And I don't give no fuck about what you feel. I t- like somebody had the nerve to say they were playing. I took my sons to see WWE Raw, mm-hmm. which is, you know, some shit that probably the national anthem doesn't really matter for. But they still sing it. They did. Yeah. I, I go to wrestling. I take my boys to wrestling anytime it comes because I feel like that shit is perfect for for young for young boys. Yeah. yeah. Explosions. Lou women. I one. One maybe two, but I know I know for sure like one wrestling match. I yeah. was a semi adult by then though. Shit's shit's fun, and I like wrestling too. Like that's our thing. So I take them to wrestling every time it comes. So I know they always sing the national anthem, which is really not a real sport. Where do they, besides sporting events, where where do you hear the national anthem at? Like high school, like graduations. My daughter graduated from fourth grade, and they played the national anthem. Did they play the black national anthem? Hell, they played all three verses of Lift Every Voice and Sing. Good job. Yeah. They don't play the third verse of our current national anthem too often. (laughs) You want to know why? Because it talks about killing slaves in that bitch. It talks about slaves dying on the shore. And they won't be able to get away. (laughs) The hirelings and the slaves... Uh, won't be able to save themselves from the graves or something, something of that nature. Dead slaves, dead black folk is what they talking about in that third verse of the Star Spangled Banner. You want me to stand up for that bullshit? Fuck out of here. So, it's not the first time somebody has sat down for the national anthem. Nah. You remember, um, I'm going to say his first name, then his second name, uh, Chris Jackson. Oh, from, from the Denver Nuggets back in the day. Sharif Abdul, what, what, what he changed his name to Mahmoud? Yeah. Ma, yeah, Sharif Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Yeah, and he didn't 
It was a big because de- he, he he. It's not that he didn't stand. He stood and had his hands like in the in in the Muslim prayer stance with his you know palms up. And then he didn't stand, and then that was the end of his career. Yeah, he was Steph Curry before Steph Curry was Steph Curry. Yeah, I don't remember his game being that nice. I've been watching this uh because since this has been out, they show him give fifty one to John Stockton. Yeah, all three pointers. Like you, it was, you remember who else was nice and did some wild shit, and, you, and his career was done with Craig Hodges. Oh yeah, when the Bulls won that championship, he wore a dashiki to the White House and gave a letter to President Bush talking about the treatment of black people. Never played in the NBA. Never played again. in the NBA. Again. And he was like the he was like a back to back three point champion. Like Craig Hodges still had like game left in him, but after that shit, it was all done with. Like they don't, they don't like the unsafe Negro that speak up. You know what I'm saying? Like the oppressor don't don't want you to say shit. And like this shit is really fucking oppressive out here. You know what I'm saying? Like that they try. 90, that was in '92. Yeah, Craig Hodges never played again. Never played again. And he so, still had game left in. Absolutely, one of the greatest shooters of all time. Yeah. So that's how they do it. So this is. You think Colin Kaepernick could make it through the season? Because he a free agent after this year. Well, he hadn't played the best up until this point. And from my understanding, they were thinking of possibly letting him go. However, after this, it would look like they let him go because of this. So I don't think they let him go yet. I think they still... This this might be his last year. I'm buying a Colin Kaepernick jersey, and I hope he had the best fucking year of his career this year. Lead them niggas to the Super Bowl. And you know what's really pissing people off now? Beyond just his act of standing up, you seen that blowout afro he wearing. Before then, you see, the next time he did a, pre- a press conference, he had on a, a Malcolm X hat, and he had on um, a Castro shirt. Yeah. Uh, a Malcolm X and Castro shirt. Um The socks he wore the other day. Had the pigs had on Had pigs him. on him. Police officers dressed as pigs, and he rocked the afro. But th- more importantly, this is my issue. So when I heard he was standing, I mean he was he was standing up by sitting down uh, for the anthem. I said, okay, I respect that. But then I heard him talk, and he know what he's talking about. Like he I ain't was talking nigga shit. Because a lot of people they won't they won't have it to back it up. And he spoke for twenty minutes, and they only play a little piece of it. And I'm like, how could anybody possibly have a, a problem with this, with what he's saying? And what he's basically saying is, since this flag allegedly s- stands for liberty and justice for all, I'm not going to stand until all get liberty and justice in this country. So they like, well, what do you mean? He was like, so, and he gave an example about police he was like, well, you th- you seem to be only talking about police brutality. Well, they are officers of the government, right? Yeah. And he went through all the details. And, like, we do know that uh, racial profiling exists against it black exists. and brown people. It's, it's and, for and real like, as hell. Yes, yes. So, like, what what are you questioning? The land of the free and the home of the brave. Like, niggas is not free in 2016. mentioned both of our presidential, com- uh, presidential um candidates like with Hillary Clinton talking heads would be uh, saying a better. basically well she just broke the laws and if it, she wasn't run, if she wasn't Hillary Clinton she'd be prison she'd be in prison and Donald Trump who's is a, a, is a blatant racist who says all these different things these two people are about to represent in the country 
and y'all asking me why am I why am I sitting down for the flag? And then of course they switch it and say, "Well, you're disrespecting all the soldiers." No, I'm not. When, no, I'm not. When did the soldiers own the flag? The flag only stands for soldiers? Because I I thought it was a a flag of the United States of America, which is for the country. Yeah. And the actual people inside of the country make the country what it is. Not and the, just soldiers, the soldiers. And the soldiers have fought for my right to also not stand up for Point me to the war that the, the, the soldiers fought for the for black people rights. Which one was that? <laughs> Never happened. Because they, they happened. keep saying that. Point me to which one that was. Yeah, that, that shit never happened. And <laughs> like, I know, I know friends of mine in the armed forces that have absolutely no issue with this man not standing for the Star Spangled Banner. Like, the Star Spangled Banner is a fucking song. You know what I'm saying? If you choose not to stand for that shit, you know Written what? by a racist man who owns slave himself. And you know what happens when you don't choose to stand for the Star Spangled Banner? Not shit. Once the song is over, I'm still fat and black and nothing changes. I don't have to stand for that shit. If anything, I don't want to stand for a symbol when the actual actions of Colin Kaepernick more closely mirror the emotion of the flag and the Star Spangled Banner. If you're looking for liberty and justice for all... He's, he seems more like the Patriot versus everybody who just goes in a bar, put their right hand on their chest and sing this fucking song that don't fucking rhyme, that, but like three words <laughs> that we've been programmed to sing. Like they've been, they've been putting that shit in us for, for years. And what I'm, but what I'm liking about Colin Kaepernick's stand is that now you starting to see other, he's not the only NFL athlete that's choosing not to stand all you motherfuckers who had something bad to say about Michael Jordan, anybody who ever said anything negative about Michael Jordan not saying something, better fucking support this man. You better yeah. go all your fucking way to support this man because all y'all talking all that bullshit about what well, Michael Jordan they never did. When you got somebody who is actually an important person on the football field, who actually in the prime of their life, who got something to lose, make a stand. I want to see some fucking support. Yo, and Colin Kaepernick put his money where his mouth is. He said first million dollars of his salary, he's donating to Black Lives Matter. Million bu- million dollars. And this is some this is not nothing that's new. If you take a look at his Instagram over the last year, you can see the man getting suddenly I mean, more and more conscious with what he posted. I don't know what he does in his personal life, yeah. but what they choose to show us via social, what he chooses to show via social media of the different pictures of Malcolm X and different things that you can kind of see that, that change. You them. see that coming up out of them. Yeah. And I mean, it's why wouldn't it? I mean, how long can you keep people down? Can you keep them oppressed? Can you keep them quiet? Can you keep the sheep you know moving, what else in a, this moving in another direction? Because of that. Randy Moss became the greatest wide receiver of all time by default. Uh, you, you you get, give, give me hip. Give okay. me hip. Because Randy Moss is my nigga. One of, probably one of my favorite football well, players. Well, the ever. number one person, gay-ass Jerry Rice. Oh, uh, yeah. Homosexual-ass Jerry Rice. You think Jerry a homo? Absolutely. No doubt about it. But that's not why I don't like him. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm, just, I'm just, just asking. His punk ass come out with this. Let me read this. It's, all Lives Matter. First mistake. Uh, so much going on in this world today. Can we all just get along? No, Second mistake. No, we can't. Colin, I respect your stance, but don't disrespect the flag. 
Alright, so let me tell you what but means. But means forget everything I just said and listen to this. Whenever you come to anybody and you about to say something, hey, look, I really like you. I respect you. I think this relationship has been going good so far, but forget everything I just said. Listen to this. I don't want to be with you no more. Yeah. Like the but is everything I just said is out the window. Listen to this. But don't disrespect the flag. If you don't sit your bitch ass down somewhere, Ain't everybody came out the motherfucker. Every time a, a real black man get up and actually make a stance and say something, they go find some boot looking ass, suck ass nigga to get in front of everybody and say some bullshit. First it was Jerry Rice. And then Rodney Harrison bitch ass come, come on, out and say, well, he doesn't matter because he's not black. Uh, yeah, the fuck he is. His his daddy black, he black. If you listen, my my ex wife is biracial, and this is how I had to break it down to my daughter because my my oldest girl is ten going on eleven, and I remember one day she came home and said something to her brother about her black friend, and I had to stop her for a second. I I was like, "What do you mean, your black friend?" She said, "My black friend." I said, "What the fuck do you think you are?" Well, she said, "Well, grandma's white." Mm. So this is what I did for my daughter just to to break it down to her, to let her know how black you fucking really are. I drew a circle and I divided the circle into fours. I said, I shaded in three sides of it as black. I said, this represents my grandma, my mother and my father because they are black. Your mother is half white. Your grandma's white, then her daddy is black. I said, do you see how much black is in that circle? She said most of it. I said, that's your ass. <laughs> that's your black ass. Well, don't you- let, don't never let me hear you refer to one of your, your black friend. No, nigga, you black too. And that's how I talk to my kids. So on Marvin, I mean, on Rodney Harrison, Twitter, he tweeted, I never intended to offend anyone. I was just trying to speak about my experience as an African-American. I apologize to anyone that I offended. Wasn't meant to be true. I mean, harmful to anyone. God bless. Then a few minutes later, last point I want people to know, I never knew he was mixed. How the fuck did you? You thought he was just white? (laughs) (laughs) You just thought, you did what? (laughs) Nothing about. Like what? Nothing about that dude looks looks white. Nothing about him. So when when he. He's beige. Like, think about this. First off, you lighter than him. Rodney Harrison yeah. is lighter than Colin Kaepernick, just for the for the <laughs> record. But so you thought it was just some regular white male sitting down for the flag, and you figure like, well, it doesn't matter because he's not black. Like you really thought this this white man with the afro? What? Nah, man, he got a strong PR team that told him to write that shit. Clean also, it up. Clean it up this way, Rodney. Another clown jumped out there and said, um, uh, that you shouldn't disrespect a flag, Victor Cruz. Nigga, what flag are you representing? Don't you got a Cuban flag up or some shit? Yeah, yeah. Like, nigga, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Which flag do you represent? Where were you born? Were you born in America? Like, are you 100% American? Know, I know what your mother and your father and I mean. Were you born in America? You were an American citizen? Tell me why you flying the Cuban flag. Yeah, man. Since you want to talk about respect. All right, let's talk about respect. You was born in this country. You were an American citizen, all the other bullshit. Why you fly another flag? You know, I respect them people having their own stance, but jump, but don't jump out the window and look like a dumbass. You know what I'm saying? Don't look like a fucking dumbass trying to make your point. You know, Rodney Harrison, dumbass. Jerry Rice, 
You old whitewashed looking with dumb the stars man. ass wearing these spandex ass. Niggas. Hey man, speaking of dancing with the stars, you know they're gonna get Ryan Lochte gonna be on the next season man, of Dancing with him. the Stars. So you mean you get to lie, you know, show show white privilege at its finest, go to another country, fuck some shit up, lie about it, come back to America, and they reward you with a role in a television show. Ryan Lochte dancing with the stars, bro. Better yet, you you know something else that kind of pissed me off? Uh, a whole nother view of white privilege this week. Remember that, that young man that went to Stanford, raped those two young ladies? He, did, he just got out this weekend. Did right? three months. Three months. Three months for rape. Got out, got out for good behavior. Good behavior after raping two mm. unconscious women. Did 90 days. I know niggas that didn't sit in jail longer than that for child support. Literally. For real, like he did 90 days for raping two women, got out on good behavior. Now he's back. He gets to enroll back in school, live his life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These two young ladies will be victimized and have to deal with, you know, the after effects of his actions for the rest of their life while he gets to be on probation for the next three years. Only has to register as a sex offender for the next three years. As long, supremacy. As long as he obeys his probation all that shit will go away this is white supremacy at its finest um you know what this means when you say respect the flag that's, do what white folk tell you to fuck to that's do that's cold word for respect white power how dare you sit down with a song that's supposed to uplift white people yeah how dare you so watching espn this week no that wasn't espn that was a, the colbert report Okay. Uh, I, I love Stephen Colbert. He broke down when we started doing the national anthem at sporting events. And it was uh, at a, a Boston Red Sox game years and years ago. And essentially, the game was extremely quiet. No one was particularly happy or making any noise. So they played the anthem in the middle of the game between like the fourth and the fifth inning. And the crowd got up and was participating or whatever, and like they got amped. They're like, "Oh shit, this kind of works." Now we on to something. The next game, they played it to start, um, and it got everybody hyped. And the attendance went from like um, fourteen thousand to like twenty two thousand or something at the game. So, and they've played it every single game afterwards. This was like a marketing thing. Like, nigga, this song is hot for all these white folks. Let me play this shit and get it. All. It wasn't had shit to do with respecting. Soldiers, so so it came from like some, it, it came from a novelty, yeah. pretty much, and it turned into now a, a tradition. More it's or funny less. that uh, it's a picture that's floating around the internet showing the police accosting a black man and snatching a flag out of his hand. I've seen that picture because at, at some point it was like, "Nigga, what you doing with that flag? This not for you." It's so, ne- it's never really been for us. Though. I I want I want a white person to answer this simple question for me. We should we we should put it on the Facebook page too, so we can. What year do you think it was acceptable for a black person to stand up and pledge allegiance to the flag? What year would that have been ideal for him? Man, because let's think about this: that same flag that's been flying was flying all throughout slavery. Yeah. While in our and people make such a big deal about the Confederate flag, like this. 
we got the same near the da- the same damn near version of our flag was flying through through, through slavery. slavery as well at, at the White House. While we officially were three fifths of a human being, that was in the documents. Yeah, like in this country when it was when it was created, we weren't people. So literally, think about that. Because when they said all men are created equal, they weren't we talking weren't about men. us. Yeah, they weren't talking about us. And they weren't talking about women either. No. So when they said limit, lemon, liberty and justice for all, who are the all? Because the Dred Scott case said, if you were from African descent or ancestry from slaves, you will never be a citizen of the United States. Yeah. It wasn't designed for us. We aren't part of the all. No. So why are you so offended that when, somebody when we don't want to participate? In what that. year should it have been? So was it before or after slavery? Because I would assume it would have to be after slavery, correct? Yeah. All right. So I mean, let's be realistic. It'd have to be in the last what thirty years? Forty tops? Well, we didn't get the right to vote to nineteen sixty five. So I mean, and that's that's not that long. Like so, when you look at the grand like, scheme of things, that's not that long ago. 1965, we just got the, so the, the civil rights act was 1964. In 1965, we got the right to vote. Um, and after we got the right to vote, we was getting killed trying to vote. Yeah. So all the way throughout the, the, the sixties and the early seventies through the civil rights movement. What is that the time that we should have? Cause we, at that particular point, um, we were getting lynched. We were actually getting, uh, stakes burned on crosses burned on our front lawns with white supremacists and KKK members holding what an American flag, flag yeah, and a Bible holding the Bible and American flag burning across on my, on my front lawn. So what, what year exactly should we have said, Hey, I think this is a great time for black people in general to support the flag look, and give it look man, because cr- during world war one, I, I mean, during world war two, where black people was actually fighting in this country and then come home and don't actually have the same rights as the people they just fought with. What year was it acceptable for black people to get together and say, we, we, we support the flag. It's crazy that you bring up the Bible as part of, you know, sort of that racist rhetoric, because mm-hmm. that's been the, the easiest way to oppress people is with religion. Now, not to, it has been that that's been going on since slavery has been the, the eat, please your master. Listen, and I don't mean to offend nobody. Let's do it. Because we, we do. We do. We do. If your feelings is hurt, like, fuck you. I don't understand how. I mean, I'm raised in the church. Archer, my parents, Archer. Me too. Me, my know, my grandfather was a pastor. That's all the disclaimers I'm going to do. Yeah. I talk to you about the Bible up and down. I know it inside and out. Whatever. Why? I have no idea how black people became to be this religious, though. Because if all during slavery. We got beat raped, killed, and then on Sundays they'll come and read you read to you out this Bible and say, Hey, this is the guy that you're supposed to pray to. The same this, guy that helps you oppress me. Yeah, it's, it's so, the same this, one I'm supposed to pray if the to. The person who's beating and attacking and doing all this harm on me then says, Hey, but this Bible here is really good. They give me bad clothes, they give me bad food. They, they treat physically me bad. treat me bad. But why would you give me such a great religion? Like I'm not saying that the religion is wrong. What I'm saying is I don't understand how black people actually took it and accepted it knowing who it came from. Yeah. Because if this was real, 
sir, you're not doing what's in the book. You fucking me up on a daily basis. Why would I believe you? And you don't even believe you. And that's, and, and even speaking on that, that's, that's how the revolt that Nat Turner kind of led came about because he, he woke up one day and decided that what's in his book can't be right. It's funny that you mentioned Nat Turner. Cause that was the, that was the next thing I was sliding into birth of a nation, white supremacy shit. So birth of a nation is about to come out. If you guys don't know, Nate Parker, uh, who's an actor, he was in a bunch of shit. Red tails was, a, yeah. Um, I never saw Red Tails. It's a bunch of stuff that he was in, right? He was one of the like C level actors. Like you, when you see him on screen, like you know who he is, but you just don't know. You him. Don't know him, yeah. Yeah. But the trailers for Birth of a Nation look amazing. So he was like, for five years, I don't want to do nothing. So I directed this movie. Um, I financed it. Right. I starred in it. I did this. This is Took my it to passion. Sundance. I did my passion project. I went to Sundance. Got all these rave reviews or whatever about Nat Turner in the slave revolts. So typically we see And he's got these... some big A-list actors in it. Like I think Sanaa Latham is in the movie. I'm not sure. Okay. The whole thing is so as we near and near this movie being released in October No, it's Gabrielle the... Union that's in the movie, not yeah, Sanaa Latham. Fuck Gabrielle Union. Um, I'll tell you why in a second. Okay. Uh because that that sounded like they come from a, a hurtful place. Yeah. She does Anyway. Well, you know Fuck it. So as we come closer, uh, white supremacy jumps out. We don't need this. We don't need you to support this movie. First is like, hey, let's smear this brother's name. He's married to a white woman. Oh, they doing that it. comes they, out. Yeah. He's married to a white woman. Okay. So am, am, am I still not allowed to be black? <laughs> it's like if, if you're a black man and you have a white woman, wife, whatever, it's like people call your credibility into question. And you know, like, not, like not, I should be like, so like I should hate them. Right. And all this time we've been fighting to be equal. And when I show you that, that I believe everybody's equal and I mate with a white woman, you look at me like, see, something's wrong with him. See guys, he got his money, got, got him a white girl. But look, that pussy is all pink on the inside. Oh, then that <laughs> shit. Um, about 17 years ago, he was, uh, accused and arrested for rape. Took it to trial, was acquitted on charges. The gentleman who was with him got convicted of sexual assault. Um, like a year later, his got overturned. Uh, so, white woman accuses him of rape. They go to trial. This is at Penn State. Yeah, and where they have their own their own unique sexual history at Penn State. Right. But a black man accused of racing, raping a white woman, and the man get off. Um, I tend to think he didn't do it. That's just me. Well, not that he didn't. And he you he, couldn't. He had his day in court. He won, and even the person who was ultimately um, convicted, his shit got overturned. And so, and I think and and I've been to court numerous times, and you are innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, but now. Because this movie coming out, these allegations... Now, this man been acting... This was 17 years ago. And now it's coming back up. Now it's coming back up, and everyone is labeling him like a rapist. Like, hold on, nigga. If you... This is the only thing I don't like, man. If you accuse a man of rape, no matter what, he is staying forever. Yeah. I can go to court and, and beat it, and like, no, I didn't do this, and it doesn't matter. It's just... 
Boom. Because the stick the stigma of, sto- now, of rape is just so strong. Though. You got the you you just talked about the kid from Stanford who raped brutally raped people and he get three months and he going back to college. Going on with his life like ain't shit happening. Ninety days and oh, and he was in protective custody the whole time that he like, was. Like, oh, come prison. on, man. This shit ain't right. No. Like this <laughs> this shit ain't right. It's never gonna be. Like there's there's always gonna be a divide. It's never gonna be equal. You know, my I, I talk to my coworkers and friends at work that are not black about the interactions that I've had with the police. And I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah, sometimes I done been wrong than a motherfucker. Wrong as hell. But I've also been racially profiled. I've been pulled out the car. I've been tased on the side of the road more than once. You know what I'm saying? I don't I've had an officer I don't, I don't even know if I want to go in. I will go into this. I had an officer lie on me in court. Okay. Just just blatantly lie. He pulled me over for something. When we get to court, because I wanted to fight the ticket, because I just don't want to eat. I'm fighting every single ticket, yeah. no matter what. Yeah, I fight all my tickets. I I don't right or wrong. I fight all my tickets because I'll plead down to something in a minute because I just don't want the points. But I went to court. This man lied on me and blatantly lied to the judge. And when I saw him outside of the courtroom, like I'm getting into my car, he's getting into his vehicle. He like gives me this smirk like, I got you. I said, that's cool. At the time, we both come from Comcast, the the Comcast plantation. So at the time at Comcast, I looked up where he lived at. Mm -hmm. Looked up where he lived and I ain't gonna front. I turned off all his utilities. (laughs) His name, address, and his last four of his social security number were on his account. I called up and turned off everything. Lights, gas. I Karma. didn't touch I didn't touch the cable because we yeah. worked at cable. Yeah. And, but this was back before like your ID kind of yeah, yeah, tagged yeah, yeah, yeah. the account. There's so, ways around it. Yeah. So I, I turned all that shit off. So about a week later, he comes up to the job looking for me. Because hmm. he arrested me like in Comcast parking lot I had on my badge and shit. So he comes up to the job looking for me. Like actually speaks to someone and like asks them to talk to me. So the person he spoke with was like an exec at the time and they actually came to get me and he was sitting in the office talking about, I know you turned off my utilities. My, you know, he's and he's steaming hot mad. Yeah. And my reply to him is that if you knew I did what you're accusing me of doing, we wouldn't be having this conversation at my job. Exactly. We'd be having this conversation somewhere else. Now, I've been lying for a long time. And if you think I'm going to walk into a lot, like walk in here and tell you the fucking truth because you are an officer of the law, not at all. So that was the end of that altercation. But after that, probably for about the next five months, I was getting pulled over at least two to three times a month every month after that. So let's fast forward. Remember when The Matrix was like a big deal? Yeah. And like the movies came out like back to back. Written by a black woman. Yeah, yeah. And it was it it was the truth. The, you either take the red or the blue pill. So I'm at the show with my now ex-wife going to see The Matrix. And who do I see? Officer Jason Bisdorf. I will put this motherfucker's whole name out there. <laughs> That's kind of like the, the episode of The Wire when they ran into Yeah. Uh... <laughs> so I see him, Officer Bisdorf, his wife, and his child all at the movie theaters. His child, who's probably about five or six little girl was holding the popcorn and the drink. I came 
he had his back turned to me. I came up to this little girl. I hope you knocked that shit out of her. Nigga, I knocked that shit everywhere. <laughs> That's a Every way to get fucking shot, I got that shot. shit everywhere. She is screaming. Her mother is looking at her. Then he turns around and he sees me. And we just stare each other down. And I walked away. He didn't say shit to me. Yeah, nigga, you out your element right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you, you don't know what's going on around here. You <laughs> I knocked, your element. I knocked that popcorn out that little bitch hands that's and dope. was just standing there. That's so, fucked up, but that's dope. So, Sorry, little girl, for being... Uh, for being um, traumatized with your daddy a whole ass nigga i know so here's how everything really kind of came in the car and got fucked up so after that you know i'm still getting pulled over of course every for about a year after this incident happened i'm still getting pulled over so one day i i never bought a paper because i just i use the internet for my news so i happen to go to big boy and they, they're big thing you know they give you a free newspaper mm-hmm. so i'm sitting there and who's on the front cover Officer Bisdorf killed in the line of duty. Somebody, somebody called the police, ambushed him and his partner, killed them both. Damn. I'm I'm pretty sure somebody he fucked over. Who knows? That's fucked up. It is a fucked up into the story, but at the end of the day, like, you know, karma does not discriminate. It don't. So, I mean, I'm probably not the only person he's fucked over. And in, and during my career in Comcast, I did end up talking to his brother. Mm. Called in, you know, because we both used to work in retention and shit, where you want to call in and keep everything that you got, but you just want to pay less. So his brother called in with that same spiel. And I asked him, because same last name. I said, are you related to a, a Jason Bisdorf? He's like, yeah, that's my brother. They're like, oh, he arrested me last week. I'm sorry, I got <laughs> shit for you. <laughs> so he, so after that, I guess he could un, he could see the turn in the conversation that you're not getting shit off here. I I take I take that disconnect. Yeah. I take that fine. Sorry, can't do it. <laughs> nah. And guess what? Now I know where you live at. Yeah. Yeah. So now what? But that's just why you shouldn't talk shit to people and cut over the phone when they looking at your address and all your information. Like you really never know who you fucking with on the I work in a f- day. Like I work at a pharmacy now. And you talk shit to me and I can see what the fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> like like this is this is really the conversation you need these drugs and for me to send it out you talking shit to one of my people then you get me and now you talking shit to me this dr- this medication here will save your life mm. now you can either get it tomorrow when you need it <laughs> or you can get the shit next week when you might die oh shit man you just should be nice and be kind to people in general man one other thing man I forgot to mention the center Clara Police Union have notified the San Francisco 49ers that they may not protect uh, the football games any long unless they do something about this Colin Kaepernick situation. Fuck you. <laughs> so the police would like to put thousands of people at harm because they don't like because one actually, person don't want to because they don't like somebody peacefully protesting. Because when all the black lives, y'all was trying to call Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization and people was out here shooting police officers, they was like, violence isn't the answer. We need to do a peaceful protest. You need to be peaceful. So if somebody do something, the most peaceful thing that you can do is literally sitting down and not doing a motherfucking thing. And not protest, yeah. The police don't want to fucking support nobody no more. But remember when the police didn't want to protect Beyonce and her concert? Yeah. And, and, And you know who stepped up to the cause and said they would. 
N O I. The good minister Farrakhan who put, and, and the fruit of Islam will, and they will protect put FOI you. and the fruit of Islam. They are backing and supporting Colin Kaepernick 100. percent Of course, and everybody should support the brother. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All the veterans who came out to the San Francisco 49ers last game uh, yesterday. How about that? Or was that the day before yesterday? Y'all keep talking about he he disrespecting veterans. No, they were out here supporting him. Yeah, yeah, he is. Like, come on, man, get the fuck out of here. That People want to make a big deal about every, about about every fucking thing that involves. AKA and, uh, man, Colin Kaepernick is a grown man playing a child's game. You know what I'm saying? He's getting paid millions of dollars to play a game that most of us has play, have played during our youth. No, think about what he's really doing. He's getting paid that much money to entertain white people. I ain't look at it like that. That's the reason that all these people get paid so much money. Who's at the games? I mean, I go support. Who's the majority of the country? Who's at the games? Who actually buy the tickets? Who actually buy the jerseys? Like, this is about, and. About to say, man, I support my Lions. We we play it. Like, we play, we we basketball players is 90% black, right? Yeah. (laughs) But not the season ticket holders. Nah. David Stern put all those dress code stuff in there because to, to keep us the from looking. holders don't like what they seen on the floor. We're here to entertain you. And I you mean, better we, respect me while you entertaining me and stand up for my favorite theme song. My theme song of oppression and murder <laughs> and, <laughs> and dictatorship is this American flag. My theme song of oppression. Now, turn that. my theme song on and stand up and then go play and throw that motherfucking football, young man. Nah, he not saying young man. Nigger. Nigger. <laughs> with the with the ER at the end. That's how they saying that shit. Man, this shit crazy, dog. Hey man, this whole you know, you, you saw some other crazy shit that happened that involved a white person? Chris Brown? Chris Brown. They give my nigga Beige Bobby a hard ass time. Bobby Beige? Yeah, they 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 fuck with my nigga Chris. I'm not a huge fan of Chris Brown's music because I just really don't fuck with R and B. That tough. That's just a personal decision. Mm-hmm. But I can understand. You know, he young, famous, rich. Probably has he had a rough week because Rihanna kissed Drake at the awards, and I'm sure eh, that- Drake kissed Rihanna. She gave a nigga the cold shoulder. Uh, I watched it. Uh, and he, she, hey, look, she you was, slow it down. She, she got was, he got a little lip action. He, he got a turned, little lip. And she was looking like, nigga, you blowing my spot up. What you doing? You, ma- you making this shit hot right now. Like, you, you in love, <laughs> nigga? We, like, wait a minute. He did take that opportunity to profess his love. Yeah, low, she's, no, she shaded it. Like, so, you know, the internet are undefeated. Nigga, they brunt every <laughs> angle of this kid. <laughs> that nigga went with his mouth wide open. She gave a nigga the cheek like, hey. <laughs> you <laughs> wildin', son. And, and, you well, wildin'. Well, really was. Then she hugged him and gave him the pat on the back. Like, like nigga, chill don't, out. don't pat me. That pat make it like, okay. Rihanna treat men. She's like, a savage. Like men treat women. Didn't, didn't I tell you I was a savage? I bet her vagina's amazing though. Could be. Could smell like cigarettes. Nah, man, that shit smells like that shit plantains. Man, it's some warm plantains. It's some weak. It's somebody on the east side. Whole shit probably killing Rihanna. Probably is. Like you gotta put a certain class on that shit. It's just because she's famous. Yeah. And she looks like she's filthy. She look. Man, I don't want to say she. She, she looks dirty sometimes. Look, man, she looks like her sex is filthy. You could pee <laughs> on Rihanna, <laughs> and she'll like it. But so this, as I digress, yeah, Chris yeah, Brown, yeah, yeah. Chris, 
because I can talk about the the wonders of vagina all day. But Chris Brown got caught up. The young lady said that Chris pulled a pistol on her in his house, which I don't see what the big deal so, about no, that no, is. Even period. Get there. So I heard when I got on the internet, I get on Facebook and on my feed there is a Facebook live from whatever the local station that is in LA. Oh right? man. And it's in the third hour and 45 minutes of them literally just got a helicopter and doing a live broadcast from Chris Brown house. Why the fuck is you standing out here for four hours broadcasting this bullshit? <laughs> it's like two niggas in a t-shirts at the front go and a, and a little lady sitting on the porch. Like what the fuck is this shit? Like what is really going on in the world that we should be paying attention to that y'all got this Chris Brown shit going on? You don't mean to tell me they always throw the smoke in the water. This how the fuck you mean to tell me? This is what I heard. They've raided Chris Brown's house. He threw out a out. The, he threw a duffel bag out the window full of guns and drugs. <laughs> while they have like, listen. If so, Chris Brown the, living in a trap house <laughs> is what they say. So you got my shit. Like, oh my god, I can't even speak. So you, you have got my the entire house, house surrounded. surrounded. So I throw out a I just throw a guns and drugs out the window of the duffel bag. Here's the evidence. And Y'all then, can have it. And then the SWAT team actually shows they go there and then they leave. Like so the SWAT team goes, they didn't go in, they leave, and then this nigga get arrested the next day or hours later. What the fuck happened <laughs> that the SWAT team didn't even get in? And then like, I get arrested. It was like, nah, it's really not that big of an emergency. You tell me, motherfucker say, hey, somebody pulled a gun on me. You tell me what exact, how, why did the, why did they waste all their resources and send the actual SWAT team to this man house? Based on this one testimony of one person saying he pulled a gun on me. Who's been found to be a known liar. That bitch a pathological she a purse snatcher she snatched a purse she snatched a louis vuitton purse in new york city which had uh, a michael kors wallet in there with 200 dollars. bitch drops the purse and steals the wallet nigga the purse is worth more than that weak ass 200 dollars. 200 dollars is not life-changing money she has a warrant out for her arrest currently in new york city so if she ever goes back to New York, she's getting arrested. No, nah, because she... she's a fucking purse snatcher, and she snatched the purse from somebody she know. Oh, that makes it even better. So this then, your homegirl you took. While her purse. this shit is going on, this bitch gets on TMZ before you even call the police. She called TMZ and did an interview. Cause, Nigga, what? Because that's the real news. Then now. she jumped on Australia. TMZ is the real news now. Then TMZ. Uh, published. But TMZ will do their homework on your ass. Oh, they did the homework quick <laughs> yeah. as fuck. TMZ like, gonna research minute. who the fuck uh, you is. Bitch, you snatched the purse. Uh, you known for stealing. And then she said, so I'm watching the TMZ show. Hold on, even just to touch on the stealing thing, she was Miss Teen California and they had removed her title but she refused to give back the sash and the crown. Yeah, and they moved. They removed the title for morality, morality clause violation. Probably for that stolen ass purse. And she's like, nah, I'm not giving this shit up. I'm still the queen around this bitch. So TM, she on TMZ. Now, granted, I'm going to let y'all know, I didn't actually watch this shit. Like, watch it on television. You don't fuck with TMZ? This shit came on my Instagram feed. Even better. And Facebook. So this is where I That's get how we my, get news. Yeah. So, because I would never just be watching TMZ. Just disclaimer. TMZ is pretty good, though. Not fucking with it. No, I'm not fucking with <laughs> y'all. Motherfuckers sit there and hate on niggas for a living. Hey man, that's that's basically what we trying to do to some regards. 
Maybe not the the hate the aspect. Hate. Like y'all look like you got some gossip on somebody. Let me get. You know TMZ is sitting outside of courtrooms, hotels, hospitals, paying niggas for footage and shit. Hey, y'all send anything to Shop Talk Podcast uh, at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm not paying you shit, but nah, we might send a thank you reply. Yeah, Maybe I send you a couple followers. Um, so they say so. Was there drinking and drugs involved? Well, um, uh, D- uh, bitch, yeah, don't bitch, don't say high. don't say that you went to Chris Brown's house and you didn't have no drink or no smoke. So essentially, apparently, there was a jeweler there who's uh, selling high-priced jewelry. And there was a, a a gold piece with a bunch of diamonds on it. And this bitch went over there and touched it. And everybody went crazy on her. Like, bitch, get the fuck out of here. You trying to steal some jewelry? Just like you stole that fucking purse? Yeah. And allegedly, allegedly, somebody that was there pulled a gun and told this bitch to get the fuck out. If that even happened at all, it wasn't Chris Brown. Nah. And why the fuck is you trying to touch motherfuckers' jewelry? And she was like... And they bring out the jury, and so you know, naturally, I, I wanted to admire it. No, bitch, don't touch shit. You can't, you can't fucking go into a jewelry store in the mall and just just <laughs> touch this shit. Like I don't get it. Dog. <laughs> you, like I don't, you I don't get it. You can't go into K Jewelers and go touching shit. It's behind glass for a fucking reason because they don't want you to fucking touch it. Now, once you pay for it, you can touch it all you want to. Man, this is crazy, man. <laughs> white naturally, woman, I wanted to admire. White it. woman says. This man pulled a gun on me, and that's all you need to do for you arrest me. Don't you need? Do you need any kind of evidence? Because the police went in there and they didn't find any guns and any drugs. It's Chris Brown. That's all. Yeah, but like, look, that's look, all. They're just it. looking for another nigga to fuck with. They came to your house. Didn't find no guns. Didn't find no drugs, and I get arrested for pulling a gun on somebody. Bitch. Prove how I pulled a gun on somebody. Yeah. Prove it. Nigga, did I ever tell the story when the police came to my house on this? No, no, but you should tell, tell the story where the police almost raided your house. Nigga. Story time with Jay. Because usually it's me. Yeah. Usually it's me with the crazy ass stories. But this was a good one. Like, this shit bugged out. So, I'm at the crib one morning. Just got off. It's about 10 o'clock in the morning. Not even 10 o'clock yet. I'm watching The Breakfast Club um, on Revolt. So it was like, it's before 10 It's o'clock. better on TV, too. Yeah, I get to watch everything and, it, you know, whatever. <clears throat> so I'm chilling, watching, and I hear a knock at the door. And I'm thinking, like, first off, this is my old place. I don't have, pe- I don't have, I don't have people over my house too often. Like when you when you don't stay in Wayne County, people kind of turn their nose up and visit it. <laughs> like I just I just don't be having people at my place, and it's why would you be here? Like anybody I know, nigga should be at work right now, except me. So I grab my gun and shit. Like what the fuck is going on? And I go and I look out the peephole, and I just see all black. Like I like some motherfucker in front of the peephole. So instantly thinking like. Like what the fuck? This is what you've been waiting for, like nigga. <laughs> so, because b- before we go into a shop talk podcast, we stay strapped up. Like we believe in guns. I just came from the the outdoor gun range earlier today. Got some long range, hundred yard shots off, some fifty yards. I fully believe in the Second Amendment. Anyway, so just to put that out there, just not and not even on some. I'm on not even on some thug shit. I'm just like I, I enjoy. The yeah. outdoors. 
shots in this sport. And shooting things. Like uh, so I grabbed my gun and shit, and they like and knocked on the door again. I'm like, who is it? They're like, it's police. Open up. I'm like, dog, like, come on. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm thinking that this not the police and somebody fucking with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I backed away and around the little corner or whatever. And I'm like, well, show me your badge then. And he said, there it go. I'm not even looking out the window. Cause I'm thinking, well, y'all niggas about to try to kick the door in on some, on some, uh, some other shit. So I'm like, all right, I'm about to call the police then. They said, what? And I'm like, I'm not going to repeat that again because then they really might kick in the door and it's really about to go down. So I'm aiming at the fucking door. I call the police and shit like, hey, somebody at my house, they said they the police and say, what's your address? Uh, matter of fact, they didn't even, they didn't even, uh, I said, I got a house phone. Uh, they didn't even ask me my address. They already knew it. And they was like, you at such and such, such and such. I'm like, yeah, like you need to open the door. So I'm like, so is, is it the police? You need to open the door. I'm like, fuck, throw the, <laughs> put the gun underneath the couch and shit. You know what I'm saying? I go to the door, open the door and it's, um, it's that I can see when I first open the door. It's like four people and they in full body armor, full gear. And I'm thinking like, fuck. I'm like, like, wh- like they ready to do something. Yeah. And then I heard. Was it SWAT? Yeah, it turns out they U.S. Marshals. That's not police. You lied, bro. <laughs> you lied. <laughs> yeah, they turned out the they, they, the U.S. Marshals and shit. So they come to the door, uh, start asking questions and shit. Like, hey, You let them inside. Listen, they say, we want to come in and talk to you. I say, talk to me about what? I said, I can't really say. Just let me come in and talk to you. I said, no. <laughs> We're talking right in. We're talking right now. I'm like, anything you got to say. It, you can say it right there. He's like, man, I'm really just getting frustrated because I'm like, hold on. Like, you getting frustrated? Like, you just woke me up out my sleep and you talking about you getting frustrated? Like, I don't, like, police don't show up to my door often. You should have slammed the door on the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So, I hear like a little walkie-talkie, little beep-beep noise in the hallway. So, like, now I know it's multiple, it's more than just the three to four people. It's like people on both sides of the door all the way through the hallway and shit. I'm thinking like, God damn, it's a lot of motherfuckers out here. And my brain, I'm thinking like, what did I do? Is this like, I'm rocking my brain from year, 10 years back, whatever. Like, nigga, what the fuck is this shit about? And in my brain, I'm just thinking like, I'm about to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, fuck, I'm about to go to jail. I don't, I don't know what the fuck is going on. So they start asking me questions. Who do I live with? How long have I been here? I'm like, I live with you- your mama. I'm like, did y'all, did y'all go and down? And a bitch to, making pancakes right now. I'm like, did y'all go down to the leasing office? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I haven't even been here a year yet. Like, have y'all gone on leasing office to see who it is? Uh, they start asking questions like, do you live here with somebody else? What's her name? Do she have family here? And, and all this extra shit. Like, we, well, we want to come in. We want to search the place. We thought we heard a female's voice. I said, you heard Angela Yee on the breakfast club. Like, that's who you heard. Like, no, man, I think we heard somebody voice one just come in. You know, it'll just be one. If we find any weed in here, we don't care about no weed. Then I'm offended off rip. Like, why the fuck you? So why do you just assume that I got weed? Bitch, I don't smoke. I don't sell. Like, nigga, I got a real job. Like, what? why would you just assume that it's weed in here? Like, 
Look at this. Look at this young looking nigga. So, so they still, but they still outside still this outside. whole time. You're not, you're not crossing this threshold. I did not let them in. I did not, I didn't let them cross the threshold. Um, I talked to him for a minute, but then, then I just started thinking like, nigga, I don't got to talk to y'all at all. I'm like, listen, man, I ain't like, I don't know what y'all want. I'm like, if y'all just go ahead and tell me what y'all looking for or who you looking for or whatever, like we can't say that because it'll compromise our investigation. Long oh, story short. Fuck you and your investigation. What I end up finding out like two or three days hold on, later. Hold on. Did you ever slam the door on these niggas? No, I didn't slam the door. I closed the door. And that was the end of it. Like they did, they never kicked it in. No, they didn't kick it in. A gentleman gave me his car. He told me that um, he was going. He said, if I'm lying to him, he's going to come back. He's going to, in his words, he's going to fuck me up. And he's going to kick the door in. See you when you get back, nigga. I'm like, well, you're not going to be back. Because <laughs> I don't have anything in there. Now, man, why, does, the, why doesn't the, good shit like that ever happen to me? By the grace of God, things played out how they did. Because in my heart of hearts, I did not think that was the police at the door. I just looked out the window and I seen some niggas in all black beating on my door talking about open up. You know what I'm saying? I've seen this happen before. Uh, one of my homeboys, God bless the Jed Geo, um, he was staying in them little uh, them little condos right off of um, Telegraph in 96. Yeah. Them little, them little times. Yeah, I know what you're talking there. about. So he'll sit there. This is what niggas would do. They'll come through. They'll knock on your door in the ap- mid, mid or afternoon around the same time every day. You know what I'm saying? He See say, if you're there or not. Yeah. He say he sit there every time on the third time, on the third day, they, he, he opened the door with his gun and said, look, I've been watching y'all. Y'all knock on this door one more time. I'm shooting through this bitch. And they never came back. You know what I'm saying? So I'm all, I'm already hip to the game where niggas that come through, knock on your door, see if you're there. Or if niggas just want to strong arm some shit, like I don't know what the fuck is going on. One, I don't trust you niggas in my apartment because I do got a lot of guns in here. Legal. Everything yeah. registered, whatever. But I don't want to talk about it because it's my house, it's my yeah. shit. Yeah, and- I don't want... I let you in my motherfucking house, you see this shit, a misunderstanding happens, and then I'm a fucking hashtag. You know what I'm saying? Second... I'm in this at the time. I'm in the apartment complex. I'm not about to let y'all see all these motherfucking police walking in my motherfucking apartment. Like I don't know these motherfuckers. I I don't got shit to hide. But that's just not. Yeah, I'm, that's not what I'm putting out there for yeah. the public. Also, that's the reason I moved. I'm all, I left that one because I had I lived on the third floor. I had zero visibility in that hallway. I only had like. Just right, zero, what's really in front of you? In front of me. So I had no idea how many people to the left, how many people to the right. So when they left out, right, they left or whatever, I go out, I pick up the phone, I call my lady like, hey, do you got some shit going on? <laughs> what do you have in the bed? Like, nigga, they, they was looking, they was, uh, sound like they were looking for a lady. Uh, <laughs> you got keys in the house. I know what's going do. on here and shit. So I, I open the window and I go out on the balcony to get some fresh air and shit. I look down. Nigga, it's undercovers all through the fucking parking lot. Like, everywhere. Standing, some of them standing out, just looking, and everybody looking all up at me and shit. So, I'm like, well, I ain't about to bitch up and just walk back in here. I'm just going to stand out here for a little while. I just kept looking at them. They had little undercover cars driving in and driving out. Like, if they was looking for me, they came for me, or if I thought I was about to shoot out with them, it was a wrap. Like, it was going to be a wrap for me. Like, there was no way for me to escape. Couldn't jump off the balcony or whatever. Uh, it was going to be a fucking rap for me. Um, it turns out it was a dude, dude gave me his car. Um, he's a U.S. Marshal. 
Turns out they was looking for a, a lady, a female who just happened to live in that apartment before me. Um, I guess in Novi, the girl who allegedly she hit the police officer, hit the police officer, and and drugged them or whatever. They was looking for her, and apparently she used to live where I lived at. Um, what a coincidence! Like, nigga, like <laughs> out of all people, this the motherfucking house that you come through, and then and let so let this so let's just say. I don't believe that y'all the police, right? And there is some say I had an issue with somebody in the streets. They say I'm gonna come back and get you, blah blah blah. And then I get a knock at my door. Look out the window, it's niggas in all black, and I start letting go through the door. I'm in a full fledged shootout with the police. I'm gonna get killed by the police, yeah. and then the media is gonna make a story. They're gonna look through my house. They're gonna look through your Facebook and your Black Planet page. Yeah. Oh, this was a Black Lives <laughs> Matter member. Look at all these guns. Look at this. They're like they're gonna make this whole little thing, and all this shit going through my brain at this time. They're gonna like, come for me too, cause we associated with each other now. All this thing, I'm thinking like I'm about to go to jail, or if they come in here, like shit, shit can just go left anyway. I don't want the police in my. When you house. deal with the police, period. Shit can go any way they wanted to go. At that particular at that particular time, I'm thinking like, nigga, this is where my constitutional rights matter. You don't have the right to enter this residence and no, I do not give you permission to come in this motherfucker. And you lucky I even talked to you to say, hey, and the reason I did talk to him uh just a little bit because I don't need y'all come back kicking in my fucking door because you think I'm the person you're looking for. I'm like, look, nigga, I get mail here from all the time. Whoever used to stay here before get mail here. Like, nigga. Go to the leasing it's, office. It's an apartment complex. You know what I'm saying? That's I, had, I basically had to prove to them that I just moved in. I'm like, look, here go my last address. Look at my, on my ID, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm I'm asking them questions and shit like, so before I turned, because at first I was about to just turn around and go grab my, um, because I didn't have no pants on. So like I, I'm about to turn around and go grab my pants off the floor of my wallet. And I'm thinking like, can I? Go get my wallet off the, you know what I'm saying? Because I fuck around, make a move, and you shoot me dead in my motherfucking house or some shit. Yeah. Like, man, this shit crazy. The fact that you kept them outside the whole time. Can't come in, dog. Like, I'm, pro- I'm proud of you for that shit. You can't come in, dog. I, I, like, I literally thought about <laughs> it. Because I'm thinking, like, you know what? I don't have nobody in here. They, I know for a fact that you, whoever you're looking for don't reside here. But it's just the principle. No, I do not want the government inside my fucking house. Stay your ass on that side of the wall. And so they he, respected it. So he slid the card in like through the door or something? Well, no, the door was open. Like the whole time. I mean. Oh, you. Oh, it wasn't like with the with the little chain no, and shit. No, I was sitting there and I was looking at them face to face the whole time. And, you know, besides the, the first, the gentleman who was talking to me, he was black. Everybody else was white. Uh, I'd have been talking to that nigga so motherfucking crazy. I'd have probably got shot because if you got a warrant, you can suck my motherfucking dick, nigga. But you, you, you got to maneuver through them things wisely. You know what I'm saying? Because God you, ain't blessed me with that talent yet. Well, you got to be in, in not saying that this is a war, but in war, you definitely got to be strategic because if you quote unquote behind enemy lines, you got to move with a certain level, a certain level of caution or guile because anything can happen. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like when we at, when we get pulled over on track and stop traffic stops when we know the police officer was wrong. This whole nigga, you ain't arresting me. I ain't breaking the laws, and now you resisting resisting arrest, and now you end up getting shot. Yes, they were wrong, but you got to pick your battles of where you want to fight this. Because I can fight this in court later, 
and try to get some financials off of it, or I can try to fight this physically on the scene, and it's a good chance you being a white police officer, I'm going to get shot and killed. Rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. I mean... You get yeah right. Take so go to court yeah. instead of getting shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because in most in some situations, but there is. I mean, it is legal for you to, to 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 resist unlawful arrest up into the point where you take the officer's life. Now, if you get away with that shit, that's, you would be a hero. They should put your face on an eight dollar bill if you kill an officer and get away with that shit. I know. I in my younger days, I I was pulled over one time, and I talked to this police officer like he was a motherfucking nigga on the streets. Mm. He was every type of bitch, you whole ass nigga. I'll fuck you up. Like I was talking to this nigga crazy, crazy <laughs> as hell. I lived. I I have lived to tell it. He did not beat my ass. You got didn't pull me out this. the car. In general, and this is just a rule of thumb, and we'll wrap this shit up in a second. But this is just a general rule of thumb. In any workforce. You got 20% of your workforce who is highly qualified. They do their job. And to a certain extent, they carry the other 80%. Um, so at work, you got people on your team. Some of them is the, the rock stars. Yeah. You got some motherfuckers who just horrible. And then you got the people in the middle who do just enough. Just to fly under the radar and get a check. under the ref and stuff like that. That's the exact same way what you got with the police system. Like, 20% of these motherfuckers are probably going to be really, really good at their job. Some of these motherfuckers is going to be horrible fucking workers, and some of them going to do just enough to get by so I don't I don't go to jail, I don't do this other shit. 20% versus 80%, you never know which one of the motherfuckers you're going to get. Yeah, which is know. why when you go to uh, a, a customer service spot or a, you call in Sprint or you call in DTE or whatever, you get a motherfucker on the phone like you never know what level a, what of attitude, service. Yeah. Blah blah blah. That's the eighty percent. The other twenty percent is carrying everybody else. People don't do their jobs good across the board. Like whether it's GM, all the fucking recalls, or Ford, or the nine one one operator. When me and my man got got um into a robbery nigga that 911 operator told us why my man got shot in the face we called the police they told us if y'all don't stop all that screaming in the background we gonna disconnect nigga what like i'm trying to tell you that there's a so there's a gunshot wound so someone's mom is crying in the background if you having a bad day nigga this not the job for you like a lot of people gonna do their job poorly so When you can come in contact with the police, knowing your rights and everything, just got to keep in mind, this motherfucker may not do his job right well. And him not doing his job well ain't going to be not me not getting a discount on this product. This may be this nigga choking me out by mistake because he thought he was putting me in this, you know what I'm saying? Or he just killing me on purpose. Choco been illegal by the police for a long time. Hey, man. But niggas get choked niggas the fuck out scared. every day. Niggas be scared. Niggas scared to do their job, or they be they may be scared of you because of the perception of you. It is vice versa. So I'm not no advocate for them motherfuckers by 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 no means. And these, but poli- and these police be... officers be whole ass niggas. Like like People yo the last the last time I got pulled over, like I said, I'm I'm a pretty pretty big guy. You know, I'm about six one, six two. I got a little weight on me, and a police officer pulled me out the car. First thing he says, like you're pretty big. And put me in two pair of cuffs because he was like, I don't know if one is going is going to keep you keep you together. Hey man, I think about this shit all the time when I be looking like this nigga too big for me to try to fight. If this shit go the wrong way, you're gonna uh, have to kill him. <laughs> gonna have to kill him. Uh, 
And niggas and the police officer side look at you, like, like, look at you the same way. Like man, I'm not trying to wrestle with this nigga today. You about to get tased, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then we'll screw up. Like, so long story short, man, white supremacy is alive and well. I see it very, very clearly with this Colin Kaepernick shit. So much so that you're not actually listening to the words that he's actually saying. Only thing that you're doing is paying attention to someone not doing what you want them to do. Yeah. This is the symbol. The American flag is a symbol. Symbol of oppression. Symbol, symbol of, of oppression, hate. Civil war. The worst, the worst human viol- human rights violations of any place on the fucking planet. Like this place that we talk about as being so great. Oh, time out. <laughs> Make it great again. Time out. So Colin Kaepernick doesn't think that America's great. And he wants, he wants to sit down until it is great again. And everybody is getting liberty and justice for all. And Donald Trump has a problem with it. Donald Trump, your fucking slogan is make, make America, America great, great again. again. So that by default means you, you don't, don't think, think it's, it's great. great. There's a picture floating around that you at the Republican National Convention with all the candidates with their hand on their, over their hearts. And this nigga with his hands by his side looking around like nigga, you don't even stand up and respect the flag and fuck the. I don't want to go that far. All no, I'm saying just, just is, say it, just say it. Fuck it. Fuck anybody who puts more emphasis on a symbol of something and not the actual thing that it's about. Period. Now put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Um, I appreciate y'all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> another uh, another week of uh, unfiltered talk. Yeah, man, we speak we speak from the heart. It might be a black, cloudy place at times, but yeah. we speak from it. But um, happy La- Labor Day, Labor Day. Was, I, I give him Labor Day Memorial Day. Look, it's it's, it's a long holiday. Labor it's, Day. It's the day off of work that I ain't got to go in. Yeah, hopefully y'all have a nice Labor Day. Hopefully we'll get this shit edited up and put it up on today. If not, it'll come out on Sunday. Uh, but it probably come out today. Yeah, I don't. And I got a fish fry to go to. Oh man! <laughs> I'm taking my laptop, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll get it done. Don't. I, I love a good fish fry. Yeah, you know it's gonna be liquor there too, ain't it? Oh yeah, that's all I'm. I'm, I'm probably drinking from about six, six six thirty to about midnight. So I'm gonna yeah. get the, I'm gonna edit it before I get fucked up. And good luck with that. Yeah. I would because I would. Be, well, I don't want to get fucked up because that's Star Spangled Hammered. <laughs> for real yo like we do every episode Dame Gone Wild on Jay Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat too Snapchat dies uh, man I've been on Snapchat like two days this week dog I feel that uh, I just ain't really been I've been busy and sleep this week I, I don't know but Jay Johnson 313 Instagram Shop Talk Podcast on Instagram that's what we really want to kick off yeah yeah and um uh, Cause we be posting shit. Also, man, we on iTunes, so hashtag Shop Talk Podcast. We on you. We on um SoundCloud. So go in there. Are comment. we on YouTube too? Um, I haven't put them all on YouTube. Okay. You know, they got copyright issues with the music that we steal for our intro. Um, maybe we should. Maybe we should do an intro for Shop Talk Podcast. You know, I wonder if we have any uh, musicians out there listening to us. Anybody new beats and music and stuff. If you want to produce an intro for Shop Talk Podcast, go ahead and shoot an email to shoptalkpodcast at gmail.com. 
And um, we got to put that on the Facebook page because yeah. we know a lot of people that rap. That, that I mean, we can't pay you shit. I don't even. I don't even want to perpetrate like you're gonna get a pay dollar with that imaginary uh, exposure money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know those exposure. I'll pay you in exposures. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if if you want to do an intro to Shop Talk podcast, we'll gladly take it and use it. Yeah. Uh, no, get that shit mixed and master, homie, because we we not gonna do it and shoot them on over. If it's good, we'll let you know and we'll be using that shit. Yeah, we'll and we'll give you credit it. for it. Absolutely. And, and exposure. Man. Like, we're touching around the world now. Yeah, man. Like, we touching other countries. And I'm sure the rap music that you're producing in your mama's basement is not. <laughs> so, help us to help you. Absolutely. And um, as all, we appreciate the listeners. We appreciate the love and the support. And uh, check us out next week. Yeah. Peace.